Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. I do podcast episode 39. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? 
email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. We're very excited to introduce our guests today, Jamie and Marla Keller. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Glad to be here. Great. Thank you for coming. We're excited to have you two on the show today. Jamie and Marla Keller are husband and wife and founders of Passion Provokers. Passion Provokers was created in 2011 after 24 years of working in the coaching field. They have refined their process so that 97% of clients get the healing necessary in order to have a conscious coupleship in 5 to 10 weeks. If they're not coaching, they're enjoying being empty nesters in beautiful Boise, Idaho. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourselves and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Well, let's see, a little bit about myself. Um, I am incredibly excited and grateful and passionate to be working daily in a field that is just exploding right now, and um, you know, I am... Um, very uh, connected to the empathetic process of, of, you know, being close to Jamie and working on my stuff personally and Jamie works on his stuff personally so that together we are having an incredibly conscious coupleship and it's a daily, sometimes a moment-by-moment process. But you know what? It's totally, totally worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Um you know, living in Boise is a, a real privilege. It's a little piece of heaven out here, and uh, um, we we are about half a mile from the Green Belt, which is a 30, 40-mile um, path along the river, mm. and we get out there and walk and ride our bike and um, love working with people. Um, we are uh, excited. We, I think we're both excited about working with couples because we can see the lights go on and, and helping, helping people recognize that they have the key to each other's hearts, but they've been using the dagger on the other side. We love it. And I think uh, today's topic, we're going to be able to help a lot of our listeners out there who might be looking to improve their relationship. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things, yeah, that's what, that's what we do. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. It sounds maybe a little bit like, tooting our own own horn, but we've kept statistics and we have 97% of the couples, and we work with individuals too, but the 97% of the couples we work with have not only success in their relationship, they stay together, which is awesome, but they're also passionate and they continue the skills that we teach them. Our process is very short-term. Well, it depends on the situation, but we do a five-week session or we do a 10-week session or we do a 15 or a 25, but it's short-term so that we get the skills implemented and we direct the path and people can take off and do that on their own instead of having to be in coaching or counseling for the rest of their lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. And I think that's exactly what we try to help people here at I Do Podcast is help create lasting love. And I think that's exactly what uh, you two are doing. And with 90% success rate, that's or 97% success rate, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's very exciting. Well, our topic today is how to avoid conscious uncoupling. And we've heard about that 
I've heard about it recently, and I know you mentioned it in your article in the news with a few celebrities saying that they're choosing to consciously uncouple. So let's uh, tell our listeners what that is exactly. <laughs> conscious, conscious uncoupling. It's it's an interesting term because you know it can It comes from a long time ago. It's not just a recent thing that people started doing this. You know, early I guess in the in like 1950, and this phrase came out: this conscious uncoupling. You know, having this peaceful divorce. And so when Jamie and I talk about conscious coupling, we're saying, listen. Let's be present. Let's be connected. Let's learn how to have the tools to to stay, not only stay together, but to continue to grow in our passion and our love and our intimacy, intimacy physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever that looks like, and live in empowerment, peace, and joy as opposed to allowing abandonment, fear, and control and the core of that shame to, to overpower our lives and our relationship. And so being conscious and present daily is, is key to that. Yeah, when you ask the question, how to avoid a conscious uncoupling, the first thing that comes to mind is don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so, you know, and so ultimately what that means, that means be conscious. Um, you know, first, keep the boundaries clear in your heart and mind and, um, also, be aware that everything that you feel affects your partner and, and vice versa. Yeah, I love just the name consciously coupling. It, it's such an important thing in a relationship because to be conscious, to be present, because a lot of these things, relationships take work and they don't just happen by themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, for me, for Jamie and I, you know, we've been married for 26 years on June 12th. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. It's very, we feel very accomplished, but also very excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, in, in here, when we first got together, um, I was very much about, I would rather be right than in relationship. In other words, I had to be right. Um, there was a lot of things from my um, growing up, perfectionism, um, need for approval, all of those things gave me this framework of being really controlling and very much um, my way or the highway. And the reality is if you're going to consciously couple, you're going to want to be intentional about choosing relationship over being right all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of a meme that I saw the other day. It was a bar fight, and the meme said, everything happens for a reason, usually lack of planning. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, yeah, and so if you want a coupleship, a conscious coupleship, you have to plan. And that means that, you know, basically every relationship is a series of conversations. So keeping the conversation current and connected by allowing for the sharing of what fears and hopes and dreams you might have, you know, without judgment, you know, letting, letting those conversations have, having it be a, a no secret zone in your um, relationship where you just let it all be and you promise not to judge each other and knowing that you don't have to make a decision about this conversation today. Yeah. And, you know, the other piece to that being conscious and present is 
um, me being the controller in, in our relationship, I was the identified controller and Jamie was the identified abandoner. And every relationship has a control abandonment um, piece to it, a cycle. Sometimes it's control, control. Sometimes it's abandon, abandon. But truly, every time I was in this triggered into a mode of controlling, say Jamie wanted to go for a bike ride with my brother, um, and I was left with, our kids were very small at the time, I would get desperately, uh, well, I would get desperate, and I would want to control him to do what I wanted him to do, which was, you know, stay home and help me with the kids or whatever. And, And in that control mode, Jamie was triggered into abandonment. And so for him, it was like, whatever, see you later, I need my exercise. And so we were communicating often in this control abandonment place. And the crazy thing about control abandonment in a relationship is that I don't have to control Jamie for him to feel controlled. He might just be afraid that I'm going to control him. I might be afraid that he's going to abandon me, and so I choose to control him so he won't abandon me. But it just makes it all crazy-making. You know, I felt crazy a lot of the time. And that's because when we operate in this control abandonment place, we are um, oftentimes making decisions based on emotional information from the time before we were seven years old. It's interesting to know that you learn half of everything you're ever going to learn by the time you're two years old. Wow. And so, and that's, and that's because from conception to that two-year-old place, you, we're having to learn how to be emotional. And we learn how to be emotional based on the adults that are around us, our mother to begin with. Um, but, that, you know, but the father actually has a stronger impact, whether he's absent or not, um, on the child to that point because of the way the mother feels about the father. And so, so you have this pattern between people um, that is kind of, it's a pattern. It's um, the control abandonment cycle, we call it, or, or sometimes we call it the chaos merry-go-round. Um, and, you, and you're used to a certain level of emotionality. And when you have this control abandonment cycle that's operated by fear, you tend to live on adrenaline or chaos. And, and when you feel unloved, you're oftentimes key-daggering, daggering your partner to respond in a way that'll get that adrenaline to flow, which leads to, you know, a fight, which probably leads to making up and then feeling better about yourself. There's some great advice for our listeners. And also in the article that you wrote, there were a couple tips for our listeners to help prevent or avoid conscious uncoupling. And one of those is to not blame everything on your partner. Can you explain mm-hmm. a little bit more on, on that and on what you mean? Yeah, you know, there's that internal dialogue that says, oh, you know, I deserve better. I deserve more. Why can't Jamie do this? Why can't he read my mind and, and do what I want him to do? And, and, and so there's this inter- internal dialogue going on that's saying that's not at all about me. It's all about him. And if he would just shape up, everything would be perfectly fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and the reality of it is, particularly in Jamie's and my relationship, because we, we really went through a rough patch about 14 and a half years ago and um, dealt with infidelity issues. 
And um, during that period of time, it was very, very easy for me to blame and say, you did this, you hurt us, how could you do this? I feel so disrespected and I feel so ashamed and all those things and blaming him for my feelings. And, and so the blame game never works. I had to dig deep into my own heart and realize, okay, these are foundational things. This is why I chose the things that I did. This is how we got involved in the relationship from my, my stuff and his stuff, you know, matching the holes in his head fit the whole, the, the rocks in mine <laughs> or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and so, you know, the, it was taking a step back and saying, wait a minute, I'm part of this too. I have my own stuff. And then both of us working on our stuff and choosing, actually it's a choice daily to not blame the other person. Right. And so, so, okay. You pick somebody within five points of your IQ and that has a matching emotional issue that Marla was alluding to with the rocks and the holes. Right. And so, um, the reason why we pick somebody like that is because we have, we want to resolve these emotional issues, these things that don't make sense in our history. And we're not really conscious of them, but when we pick that person, that's why they have the key to our heart. And when, and when that key doesn't work right, blame is the easy way to go. But the truth is, we, every individual is drawing their own pain. That's a hard concept for people to get a hold of, but, but basically you get to choose how you feel in every moment. And so one of the free tools that we have on our website is, is the feeling wheel. You can, you can download it and, and print it off or whatever. And what we suggest is that you, um, and, and we also have an app at the iTunes app store, um, called feeling wheel. Um, you have to type in almost the whole feeling wheel word letters to get it to pull up, but, it's, it's there, and it, what it does is it reminds you on your iPad or your iPhone to, to log your feelings, just to say how you're feeling at any given time. And at any given moment, we ought to be able to um, say two or three feelings that we're feeling if we're alive and conscious. But that's actually kind of difficult for us in our culture because we have to consume so much information that we kind of put the feelings on the back burner. Yeah, it's it's about always being present and, you know, being in touch with your emotions. Right. Exactly. So what we're really talking about is this concept of mindfulness. So mindfulness is the ability to feel my feelings, to step kind of away from that feeling and, and recognize Marla's feelings as well. And then, and then making a decision about what our goals are and how to get there. It isn't just based on that current, feeling in the moment. Well, that's really important. It's not what needs to drive us. Because if I saw everything that I felt, I probably would never do the dishes. I probably would never, you know, right. pick up the clothes <laughs> off the floor, <laughs> you know. But, but I know that, you know, even though I have to, the pain, I have to do those things, I'm going to feel better afterwards. Well, I love how you guys are breaking it down for our listeners and how this first step is it's really a conscious choice, like a lot of things in making your relationship better. And another thing I want to talk about to improve in your relationship and to consciously couple is to choose to forgive and move forward in your individual healing. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Uh, forgiveness is 
really the core of what we teach um, here at Passion Provokers. And forgiveness is a really kind of a tricky word, right? People hear forgiveness and they think, oh, well, I'm not ready to forgive. They don't deserve it. Or, or wow, you know, I'm not sure I can forgive. First and foremost, forgiveness is a choice, not a feeling. Feelings may come after that. Feelings usually do come after we forgive, but it's a choice first. And then secondarily, forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you and for you to release them from your the prison you put them in in your heart, which has kept you in prison. And the we we go through um, every week we do a different letter. So and these letters are written to like the first one is to dad and then you write a letter back from dad as if he is whole and healthy and can tell you everything you need to hear and inside of the, that you don't send these letters we have the our, our clients come and read those with us and inside those letters there's always something that we can teach out of what they've written because there's always there's um i'd say 99.9 percent of the time a correlation between the pain we've had in our childhood, even if we grew up in a perfect home like I used to think I did, um, from our childhood that we have brought into our relationship and we actually end up reacting to our partners from our past instead of our present. And so we want to clean up the glitches from the past so that we can be present to right now and not respond. So I don't respond to Jamie from my pain of my dad um, being emotionally um, distant. Instead, I can say, wait a minute, this is my husband. I need to tell him right now I'm feeling abandoned. And he's able to tell me either, and this is kind of how we talk, but he'll either say, oh, you know, it's not my, I'm not choosing to abandon. I don't feel like I'm abandoning. You know, this is what's going on with me. Or he'll say, yeah, I guess I am being abandoning. And there's something magical about just saying the word. It's like taking the air out of a balloon that's about to burst. And it just deflates the situation. And my the hardest part for me was um, at the beginning of this was learning to that my feelings were my feelings and that was, these things were my choice. And I used to want to say, but you make me so angry or you make me whatever. Well, the reality is no one can make me anything. (laughs) And so being able to say, okay, I'm choosing to forgive. I'm choosing to release these things that I have pent up so that I can be present, not only to Jamie, but to our our 20-something daughters and our son-in-law and to everybody around us so that I'm not looking at someone and seeing an expression and taking it personally, oh man, you know, they must be mad at me or something's wrong here. Instead, I'm taking accountability for me. And I can have conversations with other people about maybe what's going on with them, but I don't have to take on their stuff. I don't have to take on their pain. Yeah, don't take it personally. We have a saying that we like to use, and don't worry about what other people think of you because they rarely do. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so and so we are often distracted by other people. You know, it's funny to watch people watch TV these days. You know, everybody has their phone or their iPad or you know tablet device, whatever that is, um, and, and they're watching TV. Yeah. Uh, you know? I'm guilty. So 
Yeah, yeah. I think we all are a little bit. <laughs> so, I, so I make a joke, you know. I put all the I put all our devices out on the couch in front of me. I say, yeah, I'm, I'm having screen time. Yeah, and, 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 it, and, and it's okay. But the problem is, we are so used to in our culture of getting kind of sucked down these paths and thinking that those conversations are are the most important thing. And when in reality the most important thing is right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. And and being present to that means checking in. And so, so one of the fundamental tools that we recommend everybody do is to learn how to check in. How, you know, and, and checking in is not a debate. It's not about um, he said, she said, you know, which is kind of what Marla was talking about. You know, if, if we take, if you take being right and, and own that, you can spend months and years in counseling. Um, and as a matter of fact, we've had people come to us and after the third session say, you know, I've gotten more out of this than I did in 10 years of counseling. Not to not counseling. I think there's some great counselors out there. But the point here is that you can spin on these details um, instead of getting to the core feelings and modes that are really in your heart. So that, so the you've heard of the term passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that's when somebody is saying, when they're really got an aggressive agenda, but they're saying it's the sweetest, honey, dripping voice. Well, but honey, you know, do it like this or whatever. You know, the, the words don't match their agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, that's being in a, a, a mode that is being communicated. Um, your heart is so sensitive to what, you know, so if I feel control, if I, if I want to make you do something and I'm being nice about it, but I'm using these aggressive techniques, um, you're instantly going to... Um, sense that and want to go run away from me. Whereas when forgiveness is applied first in my heart, then I'm not going to be in that control, fear, or abandonment mode. I'm not going to use shame. I'm not going to, um, you know, want to be in control of the outcome. Because the truth is, this is a every day is a mystery. And if we can embrace that mystery and the love that we want to have for our partner, suddenly these modes can dissolve and fade away. That's just great information for our listeners, and and I love how you break it down to specific examples and and things that we can work on as a couple to improve our relationship. So what do you find is the most common reason couples will struggle in their relationship? Well, really, truly, it's the uh, abandonment control cycle. The struggle can be uh, financial. It can be with the kids, particularly with our clients who have mixed families. So they've both been divorced and they're bringing um, children into this, um, the blended family. Um, there's a lot of, of complicated things that go on with that. And it doesn't really, the crazy thing is it doesn't really matter what the topic is. Maybe it's infidelity. Because Jamie and I um, worked through that and we're here now, we know, and you know, Someday we've got to sit down and tell you our story, but we know that if we can make it, anybody can make it. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really matter the topic. Almost always it's foundationally about that control, abandonment, fear cycle. My, it's my shame. Foundationally, it's my shame that's being touched in some way. And I have to either respond through defending myself or I have 
to go into my shell so that I don't have to feel that shame anymore or I go into my addiction. And, you know, my addiction was not chemical. My addiction was perfectionism and approval. And, you know, those are so um, insidious because in the society that we live in, when you are approved, when you do something well, you're approved of. And so it's really, it's, you know, easy to be addicted to approval because you're constantly seeking that. And so when you're in a partnership and your partner is not, you feel like they're not approving of you, then you can drop right into that shame place and, and try to either control them or choose to abandon them or just stay in that fear place, you know, the fight flight or freeze, you're staying in that um, amygdala, you know, the base of the brain, there's a little the almond-shaped thing that's the amygdala, and that's our initial animal response to what's going on around us. And that amygdala is so quick to respond in a very negative way. Our minds are constantly, our subconscious is constantly seeking the negative. And so if our subconscious, if we're not conscious of our subconscious, which is mindfulness, then we are constantly seeking the negative in the other person. And so when we're in that unconscious place, we're making up a lot of stuff that's probably not even happening in our partner. And then we're reacting from that pain place as opposed to that peaceful place. Now, the simple answer to your question is, you know, what causes problems in a relationship is not being heard, not feeling heard. And so that's where checking in is really important when you're sharing core feelings. And so you, so when your partner is able to say, you know, the story is great, but it's probably the least important thing. You know, identifying a situation is great, but then moving directly to that core feeling of feeling guilty or anxious or insecure or lonely. Um, you know, and, and letting that feeling be real, because what, what happens when, when you know, your partner comes to you and says, you know, you jerk, you did this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, the me- you know, or, or, you know, and they're saying, I, f- I feel lonely, you know, because you're not present with me. Probably not that refined, but mm-hmm. something like that. And, and immediately you want to tell them, no, your feelings are wrong. Well, feelings can't be wrong. And so we're so used to making them wrong in our culture that that we stop listening to them. And so just because somebody has a feeling doesn't mean that there has to be a change made, but you might find an easy change to make to help your partner feel heard. And that's what really counts, that you, that you hear them and that you believe them and that there's no blame attached to that. Well, that's great advice. And I think for any of our listeners out there who may be dealing with those issues of abandonment Mm -hmm. or control, and they think that there's no hope, you're a good example for them that there is. And so there is help out there and that can make a difference to their relationship. Yeah, everything is fixable. You choose someone, like I said, within five points of your IQ and with a matching emotional issue on purpose. And if you give up when it gets hard, you're not going to get the gift that you can get by being present to what's happening in that relationship. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. 
We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Jamie and Marla, are you ready to help us build lasting love? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? You know, for me, I have found that journaling is really helpful. Um, journaling is one of the things that I have done to get myself centered. And you can use meditation, whatever that looks like for you. But getting myself centered, releasing the negative and receiving the positives, you know, maybe breathing out the negatives and breathing in the positives and looking at my day that I've had before and saying, wow, I wasn't really patient in that situation. And wow, you know, I was a little bit um, angry at this other situation. I'm going to release that and I'm going to choose to be present and at peace and consciously aware of where I am and so that I can be um, connected to Jamie and not allowing my stuff to get in the way of our relationship. So the journaling Every single morning I journal, and it is one of the most powerful tools I've used. I've used it since 1992, and I'm telling you, it was life-changing at the time, and it really did help me get through um, my personal um, heartbreak with our um, with the infidelity in our relationship. Yeah, and so I would add to that journal, it includes thankfulness. There's been a lot of really great studies lately that make a list every day of what it is that you're thankful for. Um, and look for those positives, especially in your partner. And then, and I would add to that, check in. The daily thing you can do to help your relationship thrive is to just check in and say, you know, this is what I'm feeling. And I'm really thankful for X, Y, and Z that, that you are and do. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? Definitely. Um, our book, How Men Make Women Crazy <laughs> and Vice Versa, Ending the Madness. The Vice awesome. Versa is really important. Yes. yes. <laughs> it, it is in smaller print on the cover. Well, um, the reason we even wrote the book is because we saw a, um, one woman after the next saying, I just feel so crazy. And that's how I used to feel. I just feel crazy. And so we said, this is really important. And it's not just women. You know, men can tend to have, feel that way too. And so the whole idea behind the book is we both need to be able to do, to do these things. There are, you know, different things throughout the book, tools that you can use personally and then with your partner to build a, a better foundation and to also um, again, choose to consciously couple, to be present, to be there. And so we, we, you know, of course we recommend that book, but we also, there's a book, um, that it's not necessarily for couples, but it's such a powerful tool for couples. And it's the gift of imperfection by Brene Brown and her work. If you guys are not familiar with it, she's got phenomenal work, um, on shame. And so it's, 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 uh, pulling out that shame, really figuring out how to have shame resilience. And like I said, shame is one of the foundational things of, with conflict with couples. So, so being able to mind that and heal through it is going to help the coupleship tremendously. Yeah, the two books actually work in a great combination. If you can read Brene Brown's The Gift of Imperfection um, and then use the techniques that we describe in How Men Make Women Crazy and Vice Versa. 
Um, we really do outline some very powerful tools. We, we outline check-in. We outline the forgiveness process. It's a very powerful combination because um, knowing the shame is a good first step, but then forgiving it and moving through it and really just draining shame out of feelings like fear and anger, frustration, guilt, whatever, um, allows you to be mindful. Great. Well, both of those books will be on our website at idopodcast.com, and you'll have your own show notes page there, and everything will be on there so our listeners know to go there and check out those awesome resources you recommended. Awesome. Excellent. We're getting married this year. Is there any advice you would give engaged couples or newlyweds? (laughs) Absolutely. The... um one of the biggest things, and I think that, you know, I addressed this earlier, but is to to clean up the stuff from your past, to do work through the forgiveness process and clean up that stuff so that you're not bringing that into your coupleship. Um, you guys, what you're doing and, you know, with the podcast and getting as much information as you can, awesome. And the conscious coupling if you're going to choose to consciously couple every single day and be present with each other, you cannot lose. You guys have, you're going to change the world. And I'm so excited to see that happen. You probably already are. And, And what a powerful journey you are going on and you're taking your listeners on. What how awesome. So anyway, this is going to sound funny, but I feel incredibly proud Aww. of you guys and what and what you're doing because it, this is what it takes. It takes saying, okay, what do we need to do and how are we going to get from here to there? This is our path. We need to be following the path. What does that look like? So, you know, forgiveness is foundational. And then, you know, of course, letting go of the uh, I deserve better. And so that's my advice. Yeah, and be aware that when you're courting, when you're dating and engaged, you're you're operating in all four quadrants of your brain, and your your all of your sensory um, skills are out there. But oftentimes, you know, when at the end of that courting period, at the you know once you're married and maybe after the first month or year or so, um, that you kind of retreat back to your core strength, which is usually only one quarter of your brain. And so and so realizing what those core strengths are and and where you might operate, um, like Mara said, mining for those those um, influences of your parents and how you those expectations aren't very often talked about when the when the love is fresh and there's this exciting new partner to learn about. You don't often think about those expectations of what it's going to be like financially, um, you know, chores wise or whatever. You know, all those details that come up down the road. Um, you know, how are you going to deal with challenges like aging parents, um, children rearing, who's responsible for changing the diapers? You know, think about those little details and, and talk about them and um, find your balance. Thank you for those kind words and for the great information. And I, I am responsible for changing the diapers. <laughs> We've established that. There, there you go. <laughs> That's going to help you a lot more than you might think. Well, if you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? I would say be conscious and be present. Yeah, and I would just add one thing to that. Listen, listen, listen. 
Awesome. Well, those are just, they seem simple, but they're just so important. And our listeners will really be able to take those home and hopefully enforce them in their relationship. And we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice that you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, you can find us easily on the internet, passionprovokers.com. And, um, Facebook on, Facebook. on Facebook as well. And Twitter. And our Facebook page, I think, has the uh, at least a small version of the feeling wheel to look at. And uh, the phone number here is 208-853-8888. And we will coach internationally, so we do. So we're available to anybody who would like to yeah. to go further in their relationship and be passionate. Via Skype or FaceTime. And, and we actually have a tremendous um, success rate with that. It, it actually is much easier than, than we thought it would be. Well, our listeners can find all of the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, thank you so much for all the generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com